This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. From our flagship station in Buffalo, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. There's a goal by the Sabres. Shot from the point is deflected in. Clifton let it go. I think this is going to go right in by Clifton. Yeah, it's looking that way. It's a 2-1 Buffalo lead. That's your game winner, courtesy of Connor Clifton. Dan and Rob on the call. Game-winning goal for Connor Clifton is first as a Sabre. It's the NOCO play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. We welcome you in to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. Evan DePasquale is our network producer. Paul Hamilton, our reporter in Columbus. He's on his way to the Sabres dressing room. We will get locker room reports coming up here in just one moment. A successful two-game road trip for the Sabres. Two games, two wins. They beat Montreal on Wednesday, and they beat Columbus tonight. Uh, tonight's score a 2-1 to one final. After falling down 1 to nothing in the first period, Zemgus Gergensen's tied things up. No scoring in the second, and then you heard that goal, 3.05 from Connor Clifton into the third period. His first is the Sabre. It was a point shot. Some good puck movement from Benson over to Bryson and then over to Clifton, who just threw it toward the net, and it went off of Tarasov's shoulder, and it just deflected over his shoulder and went into the net. As Rob Ray said on the Gergensen's goal, good things happen when you throw pucks to the net. Well, both Sabre goals tonight weren't direct shots that went in, despite the fact that they had some great looks on direct shots, which, you know, Tage Thompson had a handful of them, if not more. But think about both of these goals tonight. Gergensen throws it toward the net. Oposo's there. It ultimately gets in. Clifton throws it at the net, and it goes in off of Tarasov's shoulder. So, you know, both goals aren't highlight reel specials, but they're effective. And throwing pucks at the net when there's traffic at the net, um, sometimes good things happen. And sometimes you get a break. How many goals this year have the Sabres given up where the other team has gotten what we would consider to be a lucky bounce or a lucky break or a deflection or something like that? Well, you, you, when you do that, uh, sometimes it works in your in your benefit. You know, I thought Tage Thompson was amazing tonight. Last December, he had five goals in Columbus. I thought tonight he probably could have scored five. Um, some really, really good work by him. He doesn't score. Uh, in the third period after Clifton scored, he got, I want to say, a, a really good look, maybe a, just a shift or two after that Clifton goal where he stole the puck and then put a little move on and uh, went down low toward the crease area and just missed scoring. But he was, I thought, one of Buffalo's, if not Buffalo's, best player tonight. Uh, again, you can make a nice argument for the Sabres goaltender, who was great again. Uko Pekalukanen's numbers have just been phenomenal lately. Um, you know, we know over the course of uh, of the last 15 games or so, his save percentage was like 929 and a 182 goals against. Well, it, both of those are going to improve. Tonight, a 962 save percentage and only one goal against. So Lukanen continues to be really, really good for the Sabres. One of the lone bright spots on this season. You know, we mentioned Thompson's great effort tonight. We know his offensive outcome is way, or output in terms of goals and assists, way down from last year. Skinner's way down. 
Dylan Cousins is right near the top of the list again. He's way down uh, in terms of goal production. But uh, there's one player that has raised his game for sure and is clear-cut, and it's Uko Pekalukinen. And uh, he you know, wasn't necessarily challenged by an all-star set of players tonight, but he got it done against Columbus. The Sabres only got two tonight. They needed their goaltender to be good, let in one or, or zero, and he did it. So you got to give him credit for sure. All right, uh, let's head to the room now and get live locker room reports. Here's Paul Hamilton. Kyle, uh, your boy, the way you guys score goals, it's your typical goal. I mean, you go to the net, Zemgis gets a puck to the net, and it winds up in the net. Uh, actually, both goals, if you look at it, were yeah. scored the same way. Yeah, well, we were pretty inspired by uh, Mr. Clifton's speech before the Montreal game, get some greasy goals. And, yeah, you know our line, we're, we're, you know, we're going to work hard and get the puck down low, be simple and... I think the last two games, especially, we've been been pretty effective. Um, you know, been good defensively and, and good offensively, and you know, we know that somebody's going to be there, so we can throw it there anytime and just go get it back and rinse and repeat. Zemgis told me at the end of the first period he was hoping that it hit you because he wanted his first assist of the year. Well, we talked about it before the game, <laughs> and uh, we hadn't talked about it before, so we we definitely manifested that one. It was good to good to see. So, um, no, but he does he does everything well and. Um, He's just an incredible teammate, an incredible leader, great guy, and yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. Just like Montreal, you gave up the first goal, but it didn't seem like it, it bothered everybody. It's like business as usual, let's just keep playing the way we're playing. Yeah, you know, obviously our record when we give up the first one hasn't been very good this year, but you know, we've, we played more of a mature game tonight. You know, we still made some, some young mistakes. Uh, you know, we can clean up some things, a few things with our changes, but you know, it's, it was better. It's getting better. It's getting, you know, we're building a game, and um, Obviously, it's difficult where we are, but um, that's all we can do is try to keep uh, playing a mature game. Meant to the group having the dads here and getting two wins. It's great. You know, it's it's something that breaks up uh, kind of the monotony of the routine, and you know, having the dads here and and seeing how much joy they're getting from watching us play and all their hard work and and everything that they've done to to raise us and um, you know to just see us as as I think good young men and, and the group that we have and how welcoming we are with everybody. It's been phenomenal just to have them on the trip. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle Oposo on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Kyle Oposo got an assist on the Gergensen's goal. He was in front, played a key role uh, in that one, uh, which tied the game at one. And then he mentioned Connor Clifton's father, says, hey, go get those greasy goals. He said in his speech before the Montreal game, well, both of these goals tonight I think would uh, fit in that category for sure. 2-1 Buffalo. Sabres beat Columbus. Carolina is up next as the Sabres return home for one home game before heading back on the road next week for a trip to Florida uh, and Tampa. Uh, That'll be on uh, Tuesday and Thursday. But Carolina's the next game home Sunday night at 6 o'clock and of course we'll have that game for you uh, right here on the Sabres radio network. Again, Don Granado coming up. Paul Hamilton's take coming up. We'll get you highlights and standings, too. All right, let's go back. Here's Uko Pekalukunen now live with Paul. Uko, it looked like he had a lot of shots coming your way, but it also looked like a lot of your guys, like you would hit legs or it hit with sticks or hit skates and, and go wide. Uh, is that the way you saw it, that they were, they, your guys did a good job in lanes? Yeah, we did a good job defensively today. You know, It wasn't a perfect game by any means, but um, we kind of pushed them outside. We got sticks to their shooting lines we were have, having bodies in the shooting lines so you know yeah necessarily it wasn't a pretty win but it was a win and I think uh, as you said defensively we were pretty solid can you take us through that that play where you make the save on Chinikov and the puck ends up hitting the crossbar what you the crowd thought it was a goal what did you think at that moment where it was a close call I thought um he had the puck so close to me I, I thought it, he has to make a pretty damn good shot to you know get it over the pad from that uh that distance so you know uh, I was kind of surprised when uh, they thought or some some of the people thought it was a goal but you know uh, you know I guess that counts as a save so I'm happy with it so that's that's enough for me. In both these games on the road here you did give up the first goal but you and the team seemed okay let's just keep playing and and they did in, in both games Montreal and this one didn't they? Yeah and I think um, we didn't face the like first well, we didn't think that we have to like go for a like, crazy attack here. Uh, we kind of just um, kept going or like even even um, kind of tied it up defensively first and 
you know, uh, started to play from through that and kind of, you know, start to forecheck and, uh, you know, kind of feed off their mistakes rather than, you know, try to make plays and make more mistakes ourselves. So, um, you know, it's, um, it, it was, as I said, it was a good game. Uh, it was, you know, important win. This, this is kind of what we've been missing this year, uh, win these two in one game. So, um, you know, I think everybody played well. The last 3.30, you were, had a six on five. How do you think you guys played it as a team for three minutes and 30 seconds? Very well. I don't think they had anything on that. Um, I don't know what the statistics are, that, how many shots they got, but, you know, I don't feel like we didn't give much. We kept them outside. We didn't, we weren't rushing. We weren't, you know, we were playing it calm. So, you know, it's, that's kind of how you want to do it. You don't want to, you know, give them anything. If they make a play, they make a play, but, you know, don't open it up. So, you know, I think we did a really good job with it. Thanks, Uko. Uko Pekka-Lukinen on the post game. Brian, back to you. Lukinen getting it done there, especially in that six-on-five situation. And, you know, I agree with Paul, too. I mean, it was that was a lot of time um, to play with the empty net. All right, let's go back to Columbus. Here's Connor Clifton now with Paul. Well, were you just waiting for the dad speech to get your first goal as a Sabre? <laughs> no, just good timing, I guess, for him. Sometimes it takes 54, 55 games, so it is what it is. But it was good to get it. Talk about it. And really, both goals were the same thing. You know, get pucks and people to the net, and you got a couple of goals out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, when we when we get to the net, obviously, you know, you push the goalie back in his crease. You know, when you play on the perimeter and he sees everything, he gets in a groove. And I think we've done that a lot this year. Um, but, yeah, the past couple of games we're getting to the paint and we're pushing that goalie back and we're getting some tips and rebounds. And there, I mean, I don't think he saw it. It ends up just going right in. So, obviously, you know, he catches it if there's no net front uh, presence there. You've had some chances, I mean, to, to get that first goal as a Sabre. Uh, were you starting to get frustrated with it, or how were you feeling about it? No, um, it's, it's always nice to contribute offensively. Um, and, yeah, I've gotten some chances. I've missed some chances. Um, and, you know, they just haven't been going in, and that's just part of it. You, you don't try to change anything, right? Um, I don't focus on it too much, you know. Early and it's pretty much a close game throughout. What'd you like about the way you stuck with it tonight? We just, you know, we haven't, we've been had the same mindset, right? We obviously left the first one. Um, sorry. <coughs> well, what was I saying? Same mindset. <laughs> oh yeah, same mindset. We were just getting to the net and we we played pretty good. Um, that first period was back and forth, and obviously they got that first one. Didn't change our game though. Connor, how did you guys, you had a, the last three minutes and 30 seconds of six on five. How do you feel you played it as a team? Good. I, you know, we took care of the front of our net. Hoopy made some saves. We got some big blocks. Um, and that's what it's all about. They got that extra guy. I thought we took away the middle. We took away the seam pa- passes pretty well. Kept making them going up and over, up and over. Um, and just trying to kill that clock. So I thought we did really good. How important is it to, to win a 2-1 game like this for you guys as a group? I mean, especially when you have younger players. I mean, it's something where you have to manage situations and really lock it down. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I, I just talked a little bit about, about our mindset. And earlier in the year, I don't think, you know, they score first. We kind of go, oh, no, oh, no, you know, and then it snowballs and we don't play to our potential. Um, but it, it's been great the past couple couple games. You're 2-0 at the dads. Are they staying? Are they going to just keep staying until you guys lose one? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, but, you know, it was great having them. It was a, it was a great, you know, week for us and them uh, just to get that, to, just to hang out and, you know, see what the life on the road's like. That called for dirty goals. Was yours a dirty goal? That count? I count it. Yeah, I count it. <laughs> just because so many bodies are at the net. Uh, you know, we love that. So, um, no, it was good to get it. Thanks a lot. Connor Clifton on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right. Thank you very much, Paul Hamilton, there with Connor Clifton, who gets his first goal as a Sabre in a two to one victory. Those were, were, excuse me, your blue and gold locker room reports brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Brian Colzio with you. We'll keep it right here. We should have Don Granado at any moment. And we'll also get a couple of thoughts from Paul Hamilton, too. Uh, the Sabres win their second straight game, looking to make it three in a row. Yes, that uh, tall task that has been eluding them all year. But the schedule now gets very, very tough. 
it's been kind of back and forth with, you know, strong teams, weaker teams, all that sort of stuff. But look at the next set of games for the Sabres here. Carolina, Florida, Tampa, Vegas, Winnipeg, Toronto, Nashville, Edmonton. That is some that is some beefy opponents. Other than the Predators, I believe everybody is in a playoff spot. Carolina, very good. Florida, one of the best in the league. So uh, we'll go through that schedule a little bit here, but let's get uh, a couple of thoughts here from Paul as we go back to Columbus while we wait for head coach Don Granato. Paul, both goals were exactly what uh, Connor Clifton's father was asking for. Sometimes you need that on a night where maybe the, the great chances weren't going in for you. Well, that's the thing. If you get a couple of those every night, you know, where you, where you get the greasy goals, then, you know, some of the other ones might start going in for you. Now you're talking about four goals in a game or something like that. So it's a start. You know, they still aren't scoring goals. They still are creating great chances. You already talked about the chances Thompson created. I mean, to me, he was the best player on the ice tonight. He was phenomenal, but he just couldn't cash in on his chances. How many of those last year would have went in the net? Probably, probably three or four of them. Yep. But, you know, same thing the night, same thing against Montreal. But, uh, you know, it just, you know, wasn't going for them. But I like those goals that they did get, you know, get people, pucks to the net. And when you do that, you never know what can happen. And they got two of them. For sure. And I guess another night, Paul, where the Sabres have to credit their goalie. Lukanen comes up big after that first goal, especially, and you asked the players about it, I thought very well to bring that up. The six on five was a long time. Uh, to be playing in that situation. And I thought the Sabres handled it very, very well. And I think it was Clifton who said they didn't let Columbus get to the middle. A lot of up and around sort of stuff, he said. Yeah, exactly. When you're, you know, got the six on five for 330, and they're not afraid. You know how it was an, used to be a no-no to ice the puck in that situation? Now they're told to. Yeah. You know, because you will click time off the clock when you do that. You know, and, and, and you get it down ice. It's not that mortal sin anymore. That What are you icing it for? Come on. You know, because the Sabres won, what was it, three draws maybe right away? Or, you know, right yeah. in a row. And they iced it because that was the play that was going to get it out of the zone. You know, was icing the puck, to be quite honest with you. You don't want to baby it because if you baby it, maybe you're not going to get it out. So, you know, that's kind of the the new wave thing in, in hockey. It's not taboo to go ahead and ice that puck. But, uh, you know, yeah, you hold your breath a little bit if you're a fan watching that because, you know, Columbus is right on the edge, right on the edge. But that's where they are is on the edge. They're not getting the puck into the net or they, when they do get it to the net, it's out of there quickly or it looks like they have a great chance, but it hits a skate, you know, because there's a saber in the lane or it hits a leg or it hits an arm or something like that or you get a good bounce. He looks like a guy's wide open coming across and somebody just barely reaches his stick over and tips it. Not by much, but tips it enough that there's no one-timer coming your way. Um, so that's, you know, what they did, I thought, in the last three and a half minutes where they, you know, yeah, Columbus had the puck. Yeah, Buffalo didn't score. But, you know, Buffalo wasn't like, in, it wasn't like you're on the edge of your seat saying, uh-oh, this is going to get bad. Yeah. Paul, quick stat worthy of mentioning. Rasmus Dahlin for the fifth straight game plays 29 or more minutes tonight he was 29 54 so uh with no samuelson and no power he's definitely logging the ice time yeah until power gets back and maybe even past that you know he might still be doing it so uh you know both bryson and clay were able to uh you know get assists and uh in this game uh, I thought Clegg was better in this one than he was in the last one so uh you know because eric robinson was ill so he couldn't play but, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, with the injuries, it wouldn't surprise me if this keeps going as for more of, the, more of the season. And it uh, wouldn't shock me at all if he plays 29 minutes in most games now, even when power gets back. Yeah. And they had a nice video tribute for Eric Robinson, I was told, during the, one of the breaks. Yep. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and he seemed to appreciate it, as did Greenway in Minnesota. So, uh you know, he played over 200 games here, 200, I don't remember exactly, but it's over 200 games. So, you know, it's it was, of course, fitting that he got that, and he seemed to appreciate it. 2-1 Sabres beat the Blue Jackets. We're just about set to talk with Don Granado. Paul obviously is live on the scene at Nationwide Arena. Paul, the schedule looks very daunting upcoming here. The set of opponents coming for the next week, Carolina, Florida, 
Tampa, Vegas, Winnipeg, Toronto, all upcoming here. I mean, those are some top talent in the league and, and top of the standings all coming your way here. So the Sabres are going to have to really step up their game if they're going to keep this winning going. Well, if they were all on the road, I would say, well, they've got a pretty good chance. <laughs> but they aren't. <laughs> nope. 7-1 <laughs> and one at home, at, uh, on the road now in 2024. 7-1. Yeah, what is that, 6 in a row, I believe, now? If they yes. won on the road? Is that right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, one, two, it's dangerous when I go three, by memory. Four, five. So Five in a row. The, the only five loss is that An- is that Anaheim game. They beat yeah, L.A., San Jose, Minnesota, Montreal, and Columbus now. So five in a row and seven and one. Told you it's dangerous when I go by memory. <laughs> you, you're only one off. I'm, I'm not in a position where I can look it up, so I figured yeah. uh, I'll let the mathematician look it up there. Uh, and, but still, it's good. And, uh, you know, if some of those games are on the road, but uh, you're going to get some of them at home. Carolina at home is... The way the Sabres play at home is not going to be one that you're going to be guessing to yourself saying, well, that's, they got a chance there. That's going to be one where you're saying, uh-oh, <laughs> let's see how, what happens here. Paul, that the only loss of this year on the road was in Anaheim. And I know you had said, you know, what about those pair of games against Vancouver and Dallas at home where they dominated? I'll give you another pair of games. What if they had just beaten the Ducks both times? Well, they'd have 60 points. You know how many teams would be in between them and Tampa? Zero. They'd be the first team out right now if they had just won those two games against the Ducks. Look how close they came to winning the third one, and they played six minutes. You yeah. know, they, they, got a, they got a power play with about six minutes left in the third period, and all of a sudden they kicked it in. Got a couple of goals. They scored six on four. Then they scored six on five. Next thing you know, it's three to two. But then the Ducks get the empty netter, and that was that. So that kind of ended it for them there. But, I mean, they almost got away with getting a point in that game, maybe two, by playing six minutes of hockey. Yeah, I, when, if this team, you know, we know maybe finishes stronger but finishes maybe a little bit short, Paul, I mean, how many of these, you know, you bring up the Dallas-Vancouver games when your goalie dominates great teams. I'm just bringing up the two Ducks games. I mean, we, how many of these could we just go through and be like, oh, they should have had that one there. They could have had that one there. I mean, we'd be having a very different conversation. Even if with just four to five more points right now, uh, the Sabres would be the first, if just four more points, the Sabres would be the first team out with uh, Tampa in striking distance with games in hand and head-to-heads in hand. It's frustrating. It's yeah, right there for them. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and you know, you talk, you talk about those games and where you dominate them. And, and look at, you know, Lukanen's numbers since the first, where he's number one and two in the league in, in goals against number one and one and number two in the other. Probably might be number one in both after tonight. Um, but look at his record. <laughs> His record looks like a goalie that, that would have like a 3.0 goals against a, a, and maybe a 899 save percentage because there's so many games where he's played really, really well, but <laughs> didn't get a win out of it. Yeah, tonight one goal against. That'll help his uh, goals against and a 962 save percentage. So 10 and 6 in this stretch that we're talking about with Lukanen. But it feels like he deserves to have maybe like a – Instead of ten and six, maybe like a fourteen and two record, Paul, with how good he's been really been playing. Yeah, and, and you, the, <laughs> you know, you just needed two goals against Vancouver and you win. I mean, you lose one nothing. Vancouver just lost ten to seven. <laughs> I mean, to Minnesota, seventeen goals in the game, three hat tricks, you know, between the two teams. But yet the Sabres playing a one nothing game in which they absolutely dominate. And their goaltender was great. Yep. Even the, the Dallas Vancouver game, Paul. Even if you lose them both, but you score one more and get the loser point. Two more loser points puts him at 58. Well, now you're ahead of Pittsburgh. The Islanders. Brian, we have Don Granato oh, go ahead. here. Yep, go ahead. We'll let you go with the head coach. Well, Don, uh, just like Montreal, you gave up the first goal, but it didn't really – I mean, your team just kept pushing, kept playing, and they, you seemed fine. I thought uh, – I mean, comparing, comparing it to Montreal, yes, both, both nights uh, – guys were very intent um you know the compete was high the pace was high and you, you know when we talked about that a lot when you have those two things things usually work out for the better you feel like offensively that you guys are really doing a lot of good things the last several games just not necessarily getting rewarded uh, more than you maybe you deserve to or feel you do yeah when you have uh the three stars of the game and two of them are goaltenders that tells you about the game both teams generated uh you know chances and we generated again uh, a lot more than we uh, probably we probably should have should have had a couple more, 
but that's the way it goes. As long as you have enough to win, um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, and uh, that was the case. What have you liked about the way that the group has sort of just stuck with it through the last, you know, as they're trying to just have those games where they break through uh, offensively? Well, that you said it. That's, they stuck with it, and that's what I like. Um, certainly one, one component, but, um, you know, the intent upon winning from the outset, uh, playing the game more often the right way, um, and building through the game. So, so uh, you know, again, um, uh, just the process, sticking to the process and dial into the process um, has been, uh, you know, another level of that group, which is great, of our group. Two goals with guys in front of the net tonight. Do you like what you're seeing in that area tonight? Uh, yes, I do. And, and uh, the other night was, was similar with guys crashing the net and going to the net and, you know, that's always the, the, the reflex when you don't score is everybody talks about, you know, not getting to the net enough. And really it's about getting to the net more and more and at the right time. And, uh, you know, I thought obviously uh, we're in better sync with that and, and uh, we generated because of it. Do you think that was Peyton's best game of the season? He's had a lot of best games. Uh, they keep, they're starting to accumulate. And, and um, you know, I can attribute that to his work ethic, uh, his, his uh, building an incredible foundation of uh, base of, of situational awareness, um, uh, knowing how to keep the game simple and work from a simple base. Um, you know, he, he's just uh, he's put so much work in, and we're starting to see that come uh, you know, to come to fruition, really. And, and we've watched it with lots of players over the last couple of years. It's a process, and, you know, he's coming out the other end of that process, and uh, it is fun to see. Don, you played the last three minutes and 30 seconds, had a six-on-five defending a six-on-five. It seemed like there was always a skate or a stick or a leg or something in the way. It, 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 did you like the way your team defended those three minutes and 30 seconds? Yeah, we've been very comfortable in defensive situations and more and more comfortable, certainly. Um, you know, as, as these guys have evolved their careers um, and no stress. Um, again, it's, it's a situation that's occurred over and over. We've been in this situation um, protecting leads going into the third, and, and our guys have done a really good job of that, uh, getting more and more comfortable doing it and being in those situations. So, and especially down, you know, six on five. So, um, obviously happy with that. Um, and happy with the progress and, and happy with the confidence and poise in the group of the group in that area. How did the dads do in pregame on this one? Dads were outstanding. You know, we uh, Tim Clifton, uh, Connor's dad, was set the tone the other day. He followed it up again today, wanting Tim Clifton hockey. Um, and you guys saw Tim Clifton hockey, just so you know. Um, but no, they were outstanding. Um, I think energizing, obviously, um, nice for me personally. Uh, to get to know them better, and, and uh, you know they've they've raised some some great people that they should be very proud of, and I'm proud to be part of uh, part of the whole uh, group here as well. I asked Connor, can you get them to stay? You're two and zero with them. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Well, let's keep them. Um, so yeah, I would have no problem with that. Uh, again, another good crew, good crew of people. Thanks, Don. Don Granado on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul Hamilton there with head coach Don Granado of the Upstate Honda Dealers post game. Paul, uh, I don't know if you've packed up already or not, but uh, thank you for your work tonight. I know we chatted for quite a while. Have a safe trip home, and uh, I'll see you Sunday at KeyBank Center when the Sabres take on the Hurricanes. I'll be there. Talk to you then. Okay, great. Thank you, Paul. Good job tonight. All right, Paul Hamilton in Columbus at Nationwide Arena, where the attendance tonight was 18,943. You heard Don Granado there mention the three stars. Two of them were goalies. I'll give you those right now here. Lukanen was star number three with 26 saves. Uh, now it's 25. They've changed that. 25. Uh, Tarasov in net, 36 saves, star number two. And Connor Clifton, game winner, star number one. Uh, both goalies were great. But for Clifton, a game-winning goal, his first as a saber, will make him the electric player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers post-game show. At this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliates here if we get just past 10 o'clock Eastern. If you want to keep listening to the post-game, you can go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on WGR, more Upstate Honda Dealers post-game coming up. We'll get you some highlights, scores from around the league. What did the Sabres win do to the standings here? We'll break that down a little bit more here uh, with Carolina on the horizon Sunday at 6. 
2-1. Buffalo beats Columbus tonight. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. As a tired Sabres group getting to the bench and look out, that is an awkward hit as Russell that got the worst of that. Good news is he's up. Right there, Dan Dunleavy on the call. It's your Clinton collision of the game. Clinton collision. We're there when you need a repair. 2-1 Buffalo over Columbus. Brian Colziel back with you here on the Upstate Haunted Dealers postgame show. There was the hit. Now it's time for our save. We get our save of the game. Late stages. Buffalo trying to hold on, and they do, courtesy of Uko, Pekka, Lukanen. Danforth, right circle, creeping in with a shot. Traffic is there. Voronkov had a chance at it, and the backhander by Greenway gets outside the blue line. 13 seconds to go. Yeah, Lukanen getting it done there, one of his 25 saves. That is your save of the game. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers to see the exciting all-new Honda lineup. Visit your local upstate Honda dealer today. Three to sorry, two to one. Buffalo getting it done. The Sabers beating the Blue Jackets. It's their fifth straight game as visitors that has equaled the fifth longest road winning streak uh, in franchise history. Uh, Buffalo now has won five in a row at home. Uh, they had it's the fifth longest again. And let me let me rephrase this. The Sabers have won five in a row uh, on the road. It's the fifth longest. Road-winning streak in franchise history. There we go. That came out a little smoother. Uh, they did it 10 in a row in 06-07 and 10 in a row in 83-84. Nine in a row in the 05-06 season and then six in a row in 76-77. And then this is the uh, the fifth longest streak. Their next road game, they're going to keep this going. I'll be impressed because they have at Florida and at Tampa as the next two road games. But, I mean, the Sabres, the Sabres are a different team on the road. Who knows why? Well, I mean, Don Granado said why. He said, look, you know, they're they're all together. Um, they're just focusing on the game all day. There's no other distractions. You know, we're all thinking about the game all day. You know, I know fans are thinking, you know, is that a shot at the fans? I don't know. You may want to take that as it or not. Uh, the, the arena mood we know at KeyBank Center has not been good this year. Fans get on the Sabres. They're frustrated. They're annoyed. This, those people that are paying the money to sit in those seats, many of them have been sitting there f- throughout the entire playoff drought, which is... Closing it on 13 years in a row. So I get it. 
you know, Don Granado and Kevin Adams, these players, they haven't been a part of it for 13 years. But guess what? They're wearing the Sabre uniforms right now. So when fans are, are mad, guess who hears the boo? This group. That's the way it was with the Bills during all those years. You know, it wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick's fault and J.P. Lossman's fault and Trent Edwards' fault uh, each of their times that it was for 17 seasons, but it was for their seasons at the time. You just happen to be wearing the uniform at the time, so you're the ones that get booed. Um, that's just what happens during droughts. The Sabres were so close last year from ending that. It probably would have given them a little bit more grace this year, but here we are, uh, and the Sabre fans aren't really trying to, or are they trying to figure out if they can trust this group to see if they can eventually break through. Um, you've got quite a bit of work to do upcoming. The schedule, as I said earlier in the show, is daunting. Carolina, Florida, Tampa, Vegas, Winnipeg, Toronto, Nashville, Edmonton. That's your next two weeks. That is some of the league's best right there. McDavid as well on that. Matthews with Toronto. Reinhardt with Florida. I mean, Carolina, everybody can score. So you, you've, got, you've got some powerhouse teams coming up here. Now, if the Sabres have a winning record through there, guess what? You've got two games the following week with Detroit and then one with the New York Islanders. Those are teams you're trying to catch. Still have two with the Capitals. You can catch them. You still have a third with Detroit in April. You have another one with Tampa in April. Uh, the teams that you have to catch, you're going to play. So there is opportunity there. You know, those that conversation I had with Paul before about the standings. Like, it's just, it's really annoying. You know, obviously, you know, for me and what I do, the Sabres being eliminated, well, it makes this postgame show a lot less interesting for everybody, including myself. If the Sabres are in the heat of the race and these games are meaningful, it's a lot more exciting and it's a lot more you know, fun to interact with fans and doing this show. So, of course, I would like the Sabres to be up here in the standings. Had they just had two more wins and four and four more points, they'd have 60. That would put them right now as the first team out. Tampa has 65. The next team out is 60. Just two more wins. And that would be Buffalo right there as the next team out. With still, of course, work to do. But this what looks like a giant mountain to climb with all these teams... Um, you know, it wouldn't look so daunting. Now, they they can get right. I mean, they, they're only four back of this big group with 60 here, Capitals, Devils, Islanders, and uh, they're going to play them all. So, I mean, it's possible, but with this schedule upcoming here, you've got to keep this winning going, and it just seems like a very tall task. And let's face it here, here we are again. You've got home games coming up. They've been terrible at KeyBank Center. Can they overcome that? Whatever hurdle it is, mental hurdle, I don't know, just... They've got to be able to figure that out. Oh, you know, I, they're seven and one on the road in 2024. That's a really good trend. They're doing it without power. They're doing it without Samuelson. They're doing it without Quinn. That's even more impressive. But at home, they have just been, let's just face it, hot garbage. They really have. And they cannot score at all. They cannot score at times on the road, but they cannot score at all at home. We'll see if uh, that changes Sunday. Six o'clock against Carolina. I'll have the pregame. Uh, at 5 o'clock right here on the Sabres Radio Network. Let's get in some stats. Our final stats brought to you by Level Financial Advisors. Helping you retire better, visit levelfa.com. Shots tonight were 38-27. Buffalo, Sabres 0 for 4 on the power play. Blue Jackets 1 of 3 on the night. Uh, Lukanen makes 25 saves in the win. Tarasov, 36 saves in the loss. I mentioned it earlier with Paul. Rasmus Dahlin, his fifth straight game with 29 minutes or more. He played 29-54 tonight, six seconds short of 30 minutes. Uh, he had three shots, four hits, three block shots. Penalty, too. Big night for him, for sure, in terms of his involvement. Uh, no Sabre had more than one point. We had two goals only. We know Clifton and uh, Gergensen's got those. And then the four assists, Oposo and Clegg on the first goal, Benson and Bryson on the other goal. So that's how it breaks down statistically tonight for the Sabres. Of course, Darlene's playing because of the injuries. Right now, Power's out week to week. Samuelson's out for the season. So those are big reasons why he's playing some of these big minutes right now. Uh, no Eric Johnson tonight defensively as well. He was out, though, due to an illness, not due to an injury. That is your injury report. It's brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. 2-1 Buffalo, they beat Columbus. Uh, let's take a timeout here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. When we come back, we'll read some tweets, send them in at Brian WGR. We'll also get you the scoreboard from around the NHL, and uh, we'll preview that Carolina game. All right, 2-1, Buffalo wins it. Tweets 
scoreboard, Carolina preview, all coming up here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Sabres win it 2-1 to one in Columbus. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back. It's the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Brian Colziel with you. 2-1. Sabres beating Columbus. Gergensen's his sixth. Clifton his first as a Sabre. It's the game winner. He threw the point shot off of Tarashov's shoulder and it went in. And uh, that's what the Sabres needed, that break. 305 into the third. That's your game winner. Lukanen Strong, again, continuing to put up insane numbers. 25 saves. One goal against a 9-6-2 save percentage tonight for Buffalo. All right, let's now get to our ServePro first response from the fans. ServePro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Before we read a couple of tweets, let's take a phone call. Uh, let's go to Larry, who I think was at the game tonight. Larry, go ahead. You're on the air on the post game. Hey, what's up, Brian? I'm here with uh, Brian Riddle and our two daughters. We did a daddy-daughter trip. And it was a great time. It's a great atmosphere. And... Uh, Oh, Larry, we lost you. Your cell phone died. Sorry. Oh, are we back, Larry? Go ahead. Give it again. How was the game? Go ahead and get it in before your cell phone cuts out again. It was awesome. We were we did a daddy-daughter trip, me and my buddy Brian Riddle, and uh, it was just a great time, great atmosphere overall, and the game was awesome. The fans there were nice. It was just it was awesome. Good. Larry, and it seemed like there were a lot of Sabre fans in attendance tonight. Would you agree with that? Yes, when they were doing, they started doing a, Columbus started doing a chant. Their uh, their guy was, their um, thing was doing a chant, and it was the Let's Go Buffalo chant, basically, and that's all you could hear. Let's Go Buffalo. It was everywhere. Everywhere. It awesome. Was, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Girls, did you have a great time? Yeah! Yes. Good awesome. Time. Larry, Larry, who, t- tell me their names quick so we can get them on the radio, too. What are their names? Awesome. Girls, I hope you had a good time tonight. You should, uh, your dads are, are awesome dads for taking you. So uh, glad you guys all had fun tonight. Yep, going to the Hall of Fame tomorrow. So Beautiful. Yes, that's a, that's a really, really cool spot. I appreciate, you. appreciate the call, Larry. Thanks so much. And uh, glad you and uh, your friend and your daughters had fun tonight. Yes, the, 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 uh, the trip to Canton is, is a good one, too. And it's, it's very interactive, so uh, your daughters will have a good time there doing all the sorts of stuff that they have to try out. So have fun there. Thank you. Thanks uh, for calling in here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Yeah, 2-1 the final. Sabres getting it done. All right, so two more points uh, for the Sabres here. Uh, that puts us at our NHL standings look, brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. So 56 points for the Sabres through 57 games. They still have to get on a better clip, obviously. A point a game or so uh, isn't going to get you in. We know last year it was low 90s that got you in. We'll see maybe if that's maybe even need more this year. But Tampa's lost three in a row. Sabres have a game in hand on Tampa. Uh, You're nine back of them, and you still play them twice. So there's opportunities to get to the Lightning. Now, the Capitals, who are next with 60, 
You're four back of them. You play the Capitals twice. So head-to-head, you have an opportunity with them. Devils also have 60. You play them once, head-to-head. Islanders also have 60. You play them once, head-to-head, going forward. Penguins, you're only two points behind. You don't play them at all. They also have three games in hand. So Pittsburgh, uh, on paper, in a better spot there for sure. Even though they're not playing their best hockey as of late, they've only won four of their last ten. Out of all these teams that I just mentioned here, Tampa, Washington, Jersey, Islanders, Penguins, Sabres. Only one has a winning record in their last 10, and that's Buffalo, 6-4. and four. You know That Ducks game at home on President's Day on Monday, that's a stinger. You win that game, you got 58, 7-3 in your last 10. You know, you're, again, as we were sitting here with Paul earlier, just two points here, one point, just a couple of points here or there. It's, I mean, they're, they're looking a little bit better, but it's still a very, very tall... Uh, mountain to climb here as they each their way back. And again, it's with this daunting schedule upcoming. These opponents are very, very strong. Carolina is next uh, on, on, sorry, on Sunday night. They are in second place in the Metro and a very impressive 34, 17 and five record, 73 points. They've won eight of 10 and have won four in a row. So they uh, are playing very, very good hockey as of late. Uh, Carolina though, does have a game tomorrow at home in Raleigh. And it's an 8 o'clock game against Dallas. Really physical team. So they're playing an hour later than normal. And they're playing Dallas. So they've got to travel from Raleigh to Buffalo. So it's going to be a long night for them. Sabres will be home, you know, not too much. It's not a very long flight from Columbus. They could be home before midnight, possibly. So in terms of the fatigue and the back-to-back and all that goes, if you read into that at all, the Sabres may have at least a little edge in that. But Carolina is very good, so they might just have the edge because they're very good uh, and are playing great hockey as of late. Okay, uh, let's get our scoreboard check in next here. Scores from around the league brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. Very, very light schedule tonight in the NHL. Uh, we'll start in Chicago where the Blackhawks and Jets are going at it. Winnipeg has a 2-1 to lead right now through 40 minutes of play. Halfway through the second period in Edmonton, Oilers are still looking for a goal. Minnesota, a one to nothing lead in that game. And that's it as far as the schedule goes. You want early hockey tomorrow? you got the Blues and the Red Wings at noon. Then a whole bunch of games at 2 o'clock. Tampa playing the Islanders. Yes, you're rooting for the Islanders there. Devils and Canadians at two. You're definitely rooting for Montreal. Rangers, Flyers, you're rooting for the Rangers. Caps, Panthers, you're rooting for the Panthers for sure. Keep the Capitals at 60. And uh, let's see, any other ones of note in standings? That would be it in terms of uh, Sabre rooting interest. And you're hoping Carolina and Dallas last forever and is very physical, right? Goes to a shootout. Doesn't really matter. Sabres aren't catching Carolina. But, uh, yeah, there's your... Look for tomorrow's games. Uh, one big four hoop score from tonight. The Canisius men getting a win at home at the Kessler Center, beating arch-rival Niagara 69-59. All right, there are your scores. Our score, Buffalo 2, Columbus 1. And a little self-promotion here. Programming note, tomorrow marks the debut of our Tita Green Golf Show. We are back every Saturday morning for the next 28 Saturdays. So uh, if you like golf, if you're a golfer, you're into it, you want to get some tips, you want to hear some opinions on the pro golf scene or just what's going on around Western New York golf, uh, our spot is to be with, hopefully you can be with us every Saturday morning, 7 to 8 a.m. Uh, myself, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester is working the Mexico Open. We'll have an update from him. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, our Jeff Blank also, too, will be checking in tomorrow, part of our TD Green team. So every Saturday morning, Evan Pasquale, who's producing tonight for me, he also gets an early wake-up call. He'll be uh, our Saturday morning producer for uh, for the uh, foreseeable future on TD Green until maybe he begs off of it. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, waking up early with us on Saturday morning. Hope uh, that becomes a routine for you now here as we get TD Green going for uh, 2024. So uh, I'll if you're up with me tomorrow... I'll talk with you tomorrow at 7 a.m. And uh, for now, though, we're going to say goodnight here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Thanks for listening. Sabres win 2-1. to one. Want to thank Evan Pasquale, our network producer, Paul Hamilton, our reporter, Kyle Powell on our social media. You can check out the game story on tonight's game, WGR550.com. Tom Maddy was our engineer, the Bulldog on the pregame, and I'm Brian Colziel. Again, the final 
2-1. Sabres beat the Blue Jackets. Thanks for listening. And our next Sabre broadcast is Sunday night. Sabres and Hurricanes. We'll talk to you then as well, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.